0: In the name of the Father, and in the Son, and in the Holy Spirit, one God in Man. Today is March 29th, 2020, the 20th of Baramhat, 1736. This is again, um, Father David Elias from St. Athanasius Church, and again, I'm sure you know me, and this uh, is today's sermon for Sunday I am sure uh, you know that I already miss every one of you uh, miss the congregation and uh, all of us, the priests, uh, miss the congregation miss seeing you, uh, miss greeting you and missing also speaking with you. This week I had the blessing to uh, to go to church to take uh, confessions, a couple of confessions. People wanted to see me face to face, so I went. And I entered the church, and the church felt very, very beautiful. Felt very good, and um, I'm sure in God's timing, when we come back it will feel uh, even much, much better, God willing. As I mentioned er- earlier, I, I, I miss everyone, I miss seeing you. Um, today's gospel, the Sunday, of course you know, is the uh, Sunday of the paralytic man, the man who was laying uh, next to uh, the pool of uh, Besada. Um The pool of healing, if you would, where a miraculous healing happened so often and the first person gets in the water is healed, Um, you find this gospel in the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 5, from uh, verse 1 until verse uh, 15. But I want to bring to your attention something. If you look into the Pauline and the Catholic epistles of today's reading, you find something really interesting. And I don't think we uh, speak of it much, because every time we come uh, to the Sundays of the Lent, we get to the Gospels right away, and because they're wonderful Gospels and all of us have this connection with these Gospels of the Lent, sometimes we don't have the time to look into the Pauline and the Catholics and how they are arranged all together to serve a certain purpose, and that purpose usually has to do with, uh, with the Gospel. If you uh, read the Pauline and you read the Catholic epistles, which I'm, I'm sure you all have it on Coptic readers, I'm not, not going to give the reference. But, uh, uh, the Pauline comes from 2 Thessalonians and the Catholic comes from 2 Peter, and uh, both of them, by the way, speak of the last days and the end of times. And um, I'm not trying to scare anyone, I, I think some. Uh, misunderstood my sermon last Sunday. Uh, they thought I'm saying it's the end of times because the sermon was titled The Time is Now. Uh, that, that's not my intention at all and I clarified that last Sunday. Uh, but today again, look into the Pauline, look into the Catholics. Did both of them talk about the last days. They talk about the end of times. And the purpose of this is to speak about... How uh, time was so important in the life of this paralytic man uh, in the Gospel of John, chapter five, who was laying next to the pool of Bethesda for thirty-eight years, and so, and, and Christ passes by him and and grant him healing, and so again the concept of timing of God the concept of um, God's visitation in a certain time uh, the coming of the Lord in certain times I think all of this is is uh, comes to uh, be a factor and to play um, an important element of us understanding this miracle today You've recently probably heard me speaking about the Gospels and how much I'm more and more becoming to love the Gospels, and how much more and more I'm becoming focusing on the Gospels. And I encourage everyone to stop at every word that the Lord Himself said. I think it is absolutely beautiful. So without further ado, uh, today, uh, the Lord with this paralytic man, he told him three sentences in the whole account, in the whole conversation between, um, that, that has a whole miracle. And, and I, I really encourage everyone to go back and, and read the gospel for today. I think you will understand it better. He told the paralytic man three sentences. One, do you want to be made well? That's one. Two, rise, take up your bed and walk. Three, that's after the healing and and meeting him at uh, the temple. He told him, see, you have been made well. Sin no more lest a worse thing come upon you. These are the three sentences that the Lord carried with the paralytic man. Now, today I will not focus on do you want to be made well. I'm I'm leaving that first sentence away aside, and I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about time for healing and time of love. And um, first point I want to make is that time of healing or time for healing. The Lord passes by uh, this man who's been laying next to the pool for thirty-eight years, and he comes to him. And as I said, he asks him, of course, you know the story. Do you know, do you want to be made well? And but then after that, the the Lord tells him, rise. Take up your bed and walk. And I'm I'm thinking now, after 38 years, this miracle now would have a completely different meaning in light of the all the circumstances that we're going through. I think every healing miracle now has a completely different meaning. If you just imagine the Lord walking in on someone who is sick and simply asking him to rise up and to go do something immediately and and, and think about this person who is completely, completely sick for 38 years, who lost hope, who's probably going through forms of, I don't know, whatever you call it that's going on in his mind. I, I, I don't want to put labels Uh, on this man, but I'll leave that for you to think about. Uh, He passes by him and says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And I think, again, every healing miracle that the Lord performed now has a different meaning. The words that he said to uh, Peter's mother-in-law at the gospel said, so he stood over her and rebuked the fever and left her. And immediately she arose and served them. The Lord also, if you remember the man who was brought down from the ceiling, the Lord told him, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Now, these miracles of healing that uh, takes place, they, they take place... Instantly. When the Lord performed miracles, the miracles and the healings were performed immediately. There was no time for recovery. There was no time for uh, getting better. There was no time for um, improving. None of this. It was instant healing. It was immediate healing. And this is what made... These miracles actually miracles. People were healed in the Old Testament. People were healed by doctors in the time of Jesus. People are still healed in our times now. But what made the Lord's miracles to be actually miracles is that those who were healed were healed instantly. And I want you to think, what would this mean to the people receiving the healing and to the people... The are around those people receiving the healing. It meant one thing. It meant that we are standing before a divine person. It meant that they are standing before a person who has the power to heal and to heal immediately um, and to make the person whole or to make the person well instantly. The second point that I would like to make, uh, so this was... Time for healing. Point two is time of love. The Lord meets uh, this paralytic, healed man at the temple on the Sabbath later on. And he sees him and he says, He meets him and and he says to him, See, you've been made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And lest a worse thing come upon you could sound harsh. But we know that the Lord said and done everything perfectly. Everything in a perfect time. Everything in a perfect way. And so, he must have wanted to tell him those words at these very moments. It was not coincident. It was not coincident that, you know, when he saw him laying next to the pool, he told him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And when you see him at the temple, he tells him different things. but, But he intentionally meant to tell him, after he was healed, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Uh, I think this is the time of love. Say, Abuna, he's rebuking him, almost, or he's he's, he's warning him, maybe not rebuking him, Sai, but maybe he's warning him, he just received his healing, he just received his health back, and He started to walk around and the man is found in the temple. (laughs) He's found back in the temple. Uh, I think this is the time of love. And Ezekiel reminded us when he said, When I passed by you again and I looked upon you, indeed your time was the time of love. So I spread my wing over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered into a covenant with you, and you became mine, says the Lord God. The Lord passes by him again. Those exactly are the words of Ezekiel. And he looked upon him, and it was a time of love. It's the time of love when it's the time of almost confrontation with God. Is a time of love when it's time of chastening. This is a time of love for the paralytic man. There's a very common reading that we read in the book of Hebrews that is usually read in the church, and he says, My son did not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. When the, when the Lord passed by him again, it was a time of love. The time of healing is done. And the time of love for this paralytic man was now. How do you describe this time of love? I, I, I think it's in this time of confrontation. Sin no more. Lest the worst thing could come upon you. And that, that warning is, I think, a very timely for the man and for all of us. Um, uh, when God chastises, He chastises uh, His sons. And so it is a time of love for the paralytic man. I'm hearing now we start talking about messages of hope regarding um, the circumstances that we're in. And I'm very happy to hear those messages. And they're great. But every message of hope that we have it ought to rest on repentance. Ought to rest on repentance. Not on anything else. Lest we fall in false hopes. And then we've done ourselves and even worse than in the past. Um, if this man was not a son of Israel, he would not have been maybe left in this time. He would not have been chastised by him when he met him again. And You ought to think that the reason for the cure... Is the lord's mercy and grace not merit not deserving he passed by him not because he put up his time not he put his time 38 years but he passed by him because god is gracious if we've learned something in those last few weeks I personally learned that we are very vulnerable. I don't know if I brought this up last Sunday, but this thought has been on my mind. We're very vulnerable. We're very weak. Although we rely on our wealth, our power, sometimes on our whatever skills that we have, but all that seems to be Uh, very, uh, what's the word, Uh, uh, very easy to lose, uh, vanity, in in, in a sense. Um, Thank God we are kept by His providence. Thank God it's time for healing. Thank God it's time of love. It's in the providence of God that we are kept. It's in the providence of God and the love of God and the mercy of God that we are living. It's regardless of the circumstances that we're in or not, I think the circumstances only showed us God's providence and God's love towards us and God's mercy to us. And so let's keep these two things in our minds. It is time for healing and time of love. And let us all enjoy the love of God as we are going through these circumstances together. Let's rest our hope on our true repentance. Not that we deserve his love, not that we deserve his care, but that we are unworthy servants, and we are to approach him always, not only now, but always, in the spirit of repentance, asking for healing to our souls and our bodies, and enjoying his love. Was that I end and I pray that everyone stays safe. I continue on to pray uh, for our government, our medical professionals, our congregation, um, those who are serving our nation, that God will grant them wisdom, strength, and continues to guide them towards what's the best, for our salvation. And to him all glory, honor, dominion, from now and unto the ages, of all ages. Amen.